Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity Radio. Time for a Jock Doc Wednesday, Nebraska Orthopedic Center. Dr. Brandon Seifert with us. And Dr. Brandon, we're getting closer to the NFL. And uh, one of the wideouts in this draft I've been excited to see is Jackson Smith and Jigba. He wore out teams in the Big Ten and... He's up in Seattle now, but he's going to be uh, watching for a while with a busted-up wrist. Yeah, absolutely. And so sounds like he has a fracture in the wrist. They're not being real specific, again, about kind of where this is, uh, but we can, we can do our best to speculate as to where this injury is located. Uh, but they talked about him needing some surgery for the wrist, maybe being out anywhere from three to four weeks, which is uh, pretty aggressive. I would say it's fairly optimistic, especially for any type of fracture that needs to be fixed with operative fixation. Uh, but definitely, you know, reasonable depending on, you know, where this is and the size of it. You know, as we speculate on this, common kind of wrist fractures in our football population, you know, one of the most common of it we call a distal radius fracture. So if you kind of follow your thumb up past the wrist, kind of the bone that comes off, that's called the radius. And typically we'll see wrist fractures in that area. Um, if you move to the outside of your wrist, there's a bone that kind of forms the very outside of your wrist, kind of a bony prominence. So that's called your ulna. This is, that's probably the area that we're talking about. Um, if it's a fracture of the ulna, which can happen with uh, contact, uh, oddly enough, if you get hit just right, these used to be called nightstick fractures where you get hit with a policeman's nightstick, but they can occur by any type of trauma. Sometimes our softball pitchers will get hit here. You can break part of that ulna. Most of the time, you can let those heal on their own, uh, but oftentimes we'll put, uh, especially in our high-level athletes, we'll put a plate over that just to make sure that ensures it's healing and stability. And typically with those, you actually could go back pretty quickly within a couple weeks play that might be what we're dealing with here the other option would be as we talked about that distal radius which is the end of the radius at the wrist typically those injuries are more kind of into the joint itself so we call an intraarticular fracture and those tend to require kind of longer recovery so i'm assuming it's not going to be that it's dr brandon seifert with us here at jock doc wednesday on hail varsity radio and dr brandon some twitter sleuths seem to have found the play in which this happened to jackson smith and jigba he was a, uh, a crossing pattern, and he goes down to the one-yard line, gets tackled from behind, and puts that left wrist out to brace his fall. And immediately after the play, you can see him flexing that hand as he clearly feels something in his wrist. And you laid out two of the, the main injury concerns here. I saw a third one on Twitter, though. I want to get your take on uh, a, uh, a doctor on Twitter says he was worried about it being a scaphoid fracture. What is that, and uh, what, what's the difference between that type of injury and the two you just laid out? 
You know, the big thing there, just in terms of, again, we're, we're speculating mm-hmm. here, but I would lean against that one just because if you're going to have a scapegoat fraction, they have to fix it. You have to really protect those well just because the blood supply there is pretty tenuous. And so those folks are going to be out, I would imagine, the rest of the season. I can't imagine somebody releasing a scapegoat within 8 to 12 weeks after surgery. That would be pretty risky. Um, your question about, you know, what is a scapegoat fracture? So, again, if you follow, kind of start at the tip of your thumb, and you kind of follow that thumb all the way to kind of where there's a, uh, we call a anatomic snuff box, so kind of a soft spot right at the side of your wrist. The scaphoid lives there. Um, the reason why we know a lot about the scaphoid is it's an area that does not have great blood supply. So if you break that area, in particular, if you break kind of towards the top, towards the elbow side, those tend to go on to what we call a non-union where they don't heal um, and can require some special one surgery to have to put some bone graft in there. Um, so, again, I would not assume this is a scaphoid just based on the recovery timetable they're telling us. And these are usually injuries that we get a lot more nervous about. I just haven't felt that that's been kind of what their presentation was with his injury. Okay. Dr. Brandon Seifert's with us, Nebraska Orthopedic Center, a jock doc Wednesday. If you're thinking about drafting Jackson Smith and Jigba for fantasy, uh, maybe wait a round or two, out three to four weeks with a wrist injury that requires surgery. A lot's been made about Smith and Jigba and his quickness and his ability to separate either over the middle or on go routes, Dr. Brandon. But his size, he is a well tinier slot receiver. Do you worry about his ability to, to be available, not just with the wrist beyond, but just, uh, I mean, you've seen small dudes and some survive, some don't in the NFL. Yeah, that's a great point, Chris. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, he de- definitely puts himself at a little higher risk for his size. Um, you know, having this kind of wrist injury causing a long-term impact, most likely not. Again, if it is the odd instance that it is a scapegoat fracture and they're going to be this aggressive, uh, then I would worry about it. If they're going to be that aggressive about it not healing, and that can be detrimental long-term because that re- could require further surgery if it went on to not heal. But most likely this is not that. More likely in an area that, you know, heals really well, especially with surgical fixation. And I wouldn't anticipate, at least from the risk perspective, a long-term problem for him. Uh, but again, the size factor may be an issue down the road. From a comfort standpoint, once whatever exactly this is is repaired, he's recovered, he's back on the field, will he feel any lingering effects just catching the football and just doing what he normally does? Is there going to be pain or uh, some remnants of, of discomfort? Yeah, absolutely. And again, you start thinking about you know what he is required to do with his hands and his wrists, his dexterity, that kind of reach, that you know feel that he has for catching the ball. This obviously is going to change that at least in the short term. Um, there'll be you know quite a bit of stiffness with these. That's usually the hardest part with these is getting back that kind of free range of motion within your wrist. So that will limit him some just in terms of catching ability. Um, and then also there's just kind of that contact to the area so you have to obviously take in contact here it's going to be sore it causes the you know sting when you get hit there um it'll take a while to kind of build that endurance piece back up and then the last part is just even on like from a blocking perspective being able to have that range of motion returns so you can really flex that wrist back to have to go in and block somebody you know one the motion piece will be tough too if it's obviously stiff and then you hit that area you just kind of risk kind of retweaking or re-irritating the area the snot-nosed uh, punk in me is saying, when's an Ohio State wide receiver ever blocked anybody? 
<laughs> the answer is they haven't had to. <laughs> they don't have to because yep. they're in the end zone. I sorry, I had to go there a little bit, but no, I mean I'm I'm fascinated by by what he can do in Seattle. Yeah, and Dr. Brent, are there any learning lessons for Jackson Smith and Jigbar? Maybe just the general populace with this play where you think about a guy you know, breaking his fall with his wrist and ending up breaking his wrist. Is there a learning lesson to be taken away there? Because I know like skateboarders, they tell themselves, you don't break your fall with your wrist. That's a great way to break a wrist. Is there any learning lessons here? Yeah, it sure could be. Absolutely. That's good advice. Obviously, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes when you're on the field, you're trying to control some things. And, you know, you think about the number of times he's probably done this very same thing. You know, why now that, it, you know, sustain a fracture versus having done this multiple times in the past with no issues. Dr. Brandon Seifert with us, Nebraska Orthopedic Center, a jock doc Wednesday. Jackson Smith in Jigba out three to four weeks, uh, busted up wrist, surgery, and uh, we'll see when he gets back onto the field and uh, back for Pistol Pete up in Seattle. And Dr. Brandon, last thought here, is there any risk of re-injury once Jackson Smith and Jigba gets back on the field, assuming that the surgery goes well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, anytime we're you know, rushing that timetable, trying to get somebody back, you know, that, that seems pretty quick. That risk of that fracture not being totally healed is there. You know, truly it takes, honestly, anywhere from 8 to 12 weeks to truly heal it up to almost normal. And so you do run a risk of going back and playing too soon. The other thing you worry about is you're putting hardware in this wrist. And so do you worry about, could you break the hardware? You sure can. Uh, there may come a point where he needs a second surgery to maybe take out the hardware. Uh, but it all depends on what type of you know hardware system they're using, whether it's pins versus are they going to actually put plates in. That would be the big question. Dr. Brandon, we'll get caught up again. Thanks for the time today. Okay, fellas, take care. Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.